Brittany and welcome to my library. Welcome to another episode in the podcast. Sorry if you can hear laundry going right now. I have the dryer on, so if you hear that in the background, just pretend you don't. I hope everyone is doing well. I know this episode is a few days late, but better late than never. And I am pretty excited for today's episode. We are going to do the mid-year freakout book tag. And I've seen so many other booktubers, book talkers do this type of video. And I wanted to do one as well. So I'm going to get started on that. But before I do, I just wanted to come on and share that my dad really liked his Father's Day gift and I had a lot of fun writing it and he had a lot of fun reading it and I'm excited to make more books like that in the future. I'm super excited to start school in August and I am just looking forward to the rest of the summer just soaking it all in. We're going to Disneyland very soon. My mom, my sister, and I go to Disneyland every single summer. We've been doing it, I think this is our 10th year going in a row, and it it honestly is just the best vacation ever. I love it. I remember the first time going to, we went to Disney World, and That was like such a fun vacation. I got to meet Ariel. She's my favorite. I love the Little Mermaid. My sister loves Tinkerbell. And we got to meet Tinkerbell and the Little Mermaid. We got to meet Belle. That's my sister's favorite Disney princess. And it was so much fun. I will never forget that trip. And now, 10 years later, we're still going. We go to Disneyland instead of Disney World. We went, we've been to Disney World twice together. One the first year, and then during COVID year because Disneyland was still closed. And since then, I've taken Will to Disney World. We went to Hollywood Studios last year for our birthdays, and that was so much fun. I hope to do that again this year. I want to take him to Magic Kingdom, and I have loved the memories that I've made with my mom and my sister, and even my grandmother used to come with us, and that was really fun for us to do together. The four of us would share a room, and my grandma would snore so loud, and it was so funny trying to go to sleep at night, and just kind of the three girls just kind of looking at each other with my grandma snoring in bed beside my mom um yeah so pretty good memories um this year will be pretty different and you know what it's okay we're just glad to be able to escape reality for a week and just enter into the world where we don't really have to be adults we can just be kids who just you know want to make our dreams come true so anyway okay the next thing I want to share is the book that I'm currently reading I am currently reading A Day of Fallen Night by Samantha Shannon I'm getting through it it's a hefty fantasy book 
but I'm enjoying it so much. I feel like there's so much world building and magic system building that Samantha Shannon is able to do in the world of the Priory. And A Day of Fallen Night is the prequel book to The Priory of the Orange Tree. So just for context, when I say the Priory world, that's what I mean. Um, so yeah, this book is set, I can't remember exactly how far before the events of Priory of the Orange Tree, but quite a bit before, and I'm super enjoying it. It's so fun to be back in this world, and even though it's like all different characters and stuff, I am just still really enjoying it, and it's a hefty read, though, so I kind of have to put my brain power into it, and I am still also reading Credence by Penelope Douglas, and I've kind of been off and on enjoying it. Um, It's definitely very interesting, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So, let's get into the mid-year freak out book tag. Okay, the first book or question is the best book you've read so far in 2023. I would have to say either Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin or Glow, the fourth book in the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow was just such a different type of book than I usually read. It's a slow-paced literary fiction about video game pro gamer, no, programmers, coders. They make video games. Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassing myself. But they make video games and it's kind of them growing up and finding adulthood and finding themselves through adulthood and um, having just life experiences and finding yourself and kind of growing in and out of relationships and how, you know, you could, like, the people that you're closest to, sometimes you don't know those people at all very well, and people just grow apart and come together in different ways, and I don't know, I just, I was really enjoying it, and I really, really liked it, Um, and then Glow, because this book ended on, like, the biggest cliffhanger, and I have to wait until December to find out what happened, and I just loved the, the story of, like, the Midas, you know, Gold Touch book, and how, like, everyone was just, I don't know, like, the the world building, the romance, I loved all of it, and I'm, I can't wait to keep reading about these characters and just learning like what happens at the end. I just want to know what happens. So yeah, that was the first question. Okay, the second one is the best sequel of 2023 so far. 
and I'm trying to think I'm looking through my books right now and honestly okay I haven't read like I've read a lot of standalones but I feel like my favorite sequel besides Glow because that is the fourth book in this series but besides that one I would have to say Final Offer by Lauren Asher. This is the third and final book in the Dreamland Billionaires series. I think I've talked about this a couple times before, but basically like the like Walt Disney quote quote of this world, he passes away and he leaves his fortune to his three grandsons. Their names are Declan, um, oh my gosh. Declan Connor? No. Nope. Um, Callahan. And I can't remember the other one. Oh no. I'm going to find it. It's like Ro- oh, Rowan. I remembered. Okay. Declan. Is it really Callahan? I do not remember it being Callahan. I guess so. Wow. I feel like he does not go by Callahan in the book, but I cannot remember. Anyways, regardless, final offer by (laughs) Lauren Asher. She's one of my favorite authors. I love her books so much, and I feel like final offer did not disappoint. This came out very early this year in January, so I read this pretty quick, and I loved it. It just was like the best conclusion to the trilogy and getting to see all of the brothers perspectives throughout the books and having them go from like I don't care I'm a bachelor I'm gonna do what I want to like okay well I kind of really need this fortune that my grandfather is leaving me and my brothers won't get their inheritance if I don't work for mine so they all kind of kicked their butts in a high gear and got to work on whatever conditions terms that their grandfather left each of them and so in final offer Callahan he in order to receive his inheritance he has to move into the summer house that he and his brothers grew up in in their in like a small summer town and he has to sell the house by the end of summer and he has to live there all summer and what he doesn't realize is that his ex-girlfriend ex-childhood best friend lives in that house because her mother kind of cleaned it and they got to live in that house to keep it up and stuff and so when the the Kane family would come stay at that house she was like kind of you know their housekeeper and so Lana is living there and she adopted her niece so she is a single mom and now Callahan has to kind of grapple with like what am I supposed to do am I just supposed to like kick Lana out like this is her home but he kind of is and she doesn't know what to do and the romance is so cute and I love the redemption the redemption arc that Callahan gets throughout the book and also throughout the three books 
because you see him in the other two books as being the young, irresponsible brother who doesn't really care about his consequences or about his inheritance. And his brothers are doing the hard work and they're putting in the difficult work on trying to make sure that their inheritance is good. And then, you know, Callahan isn't really doing the work and so his brothers are getting kind of angry with him. So... Yeah, I just, I felt like it was a good book. I love the storyline that Callahan brings. And yeah. Okay, the next one is a new release you haven't read yet, but want to. Definitely, definitely, definitely The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. I miss said her name in the last episode. I think I said Jessica Yaros. No, it's Rebecca Yaros. I know now. I've heard nothing but raving reviews about this book, and I'm very excited to read it. Apparently, it's been, like, sold out in many, many stores, like, even Costco, Walmart. Like, people can't really find copies of this book. I'm sure now I probably could, but I got the book on my Kindle instead, and I'm very excited to read it. I'll probably read it after I finish A Day of Fallen Night. I had promised myself that after I finished the SJM readathon, I would read A Day of Fallen Night because I was really excited for that to come out. So after I finish that, then I think I'll read The Fourth Wing because I have to know what is going on and what the hype is. Like I have to know, but that is what I'm very excited for. It kind of, the synopsis is kind of like, Hunger Games meets dragons, like Hunger Games, fantasy, dragons, romance. I don't know if there's a love triangle in this book. I don't think there is, but we'll find out and I'm very eager to. So that is the one I'm most excited for. Okay, the next one is most anticipated release in the second half of 2023. And I would have to say the fifth book of the Plated Prisoner series. I am just so looking forward to that coming out. Also, I'm looking forward to the sequel to A House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. Let me look up the name of this book. House of Salt and Sorrows. Sisters of the Salt is the series name. That's a good name. Okay, I found it. The second book to this is House of Roots in Ruin by Erin A. Craig. And I'm very excited for, it says, a modern masterpiece, classic gothic thriller fantasy. I, I love that. I remember reading House of Salt and Sorrows in 2020, and I, it's the first thriller book that I had ever read. I really enjoyed it. It's a mix of thriller, fantasy, it's a 12 dancing princesses retelling, but it's really dark, and I loved it. Like, usually thriller books, they kind of scare me, I don't really like them, but this one, I was very impressed with, and then I read... I think not last year, but the year before that, she came out with Small Favors, and 
that book, I guess, didn't do as well as House of Salt and Sorrows, but I loved Small Favors. It was kind of like Midsommar vibes. I did not like Midsommar. That scared me way too much. It was too much for me, but I feel like Small Favors... I don't know. It's like about this small town kind of secluded in the mountains and they these weird wood woodland creatures who are posing as humans. Is that a spoiler? I think maybe anyways, Small Favors was so good and I really liked it and something happens the how the town kind of disintegrates into chaos and it's very weird at the end but I liked it I feel like people didn't like it because it had a very open ending but I liked that I had an open ending so that I could just imagine the best possible case scenario for the characters who that I liked and just be done with it but I'm very excited for the next book in House of Salt and Sorrows to come out. So, yeah, I will be on the lookout for that one. And the next one is Biggest Disappointment. Let me look through my Goodreads app because I feel like I was disappointed in a couple of them. Okay. I was disappointed with Happy Place by Emily Henry. I don't know if I had just hyped it up too much in my brain, but I was a little disappointed with it because to me, it didn't seem how it you like Emily Henry's normal writing didn't really come through. I feel like a lot of her characters didn't get flushed out enough. And I felt like the two main, main characters, they were engaged. And then the man, his it's Wynn. I think it's Wynn and Harper. Wynn broke off the engagement with Harper over like a five-minute phone call. Like not even a five-minute phone call. And they kind of just left it at that. So they didn't tell any of their friends for like six months. And every summer, their friend group, no matter where in the world they are, what they're doing, how busy they are, what their lives look like, they pause. And for a week, they go to Maine and they go to the summer house. And they just spend a week there together. And so they didn't tell their friends that they had broken up. So everyone feels thinks that they are still engaged. And so Wynn and Harper continue to pretend to be engaged and to be in a relationship. And it goes it goes from past to present. So from before the breakup, when they first met, like to them dating, to them being happy together, and then to the breakup, and then right after they break up and it's only through Harper's perspectives and it's kind of her dealing with this whole thing and it's broken up by the chapters that are set in the present at the summer house and when she and when start fake dating again they kind of like 
I don't know. I feel like Wynn kind of was playing up Harper a little too much. Like, he's like, oh, like, I really like you still. Like, this is real for me. And I and Harper never questioned it. Like, she was never like, well, then why did you break up with me? Like, that was the whole question of the whole book. And it just never really got answered until the very end of the book. But then at that point, everything is fine, hunky-dory dandy. And the book just kind of ends with, like, this third-party, like, perspective overlooking them, like, oh, Wynn and Harper were very happy together, and then this group of friends did this, and then this group of friends did that, and I felt like it was kind of, it wasn't as closed as I wanted it to be, like, there wasn't enough closure for me, I wanted to get more of Wynn and Harper happy at the end of the book and their relationship, and that just didn't happen, so that was my disappointment of 2023 so far. The next one is biggest surprise of 2023 so far and I would have to say A Thousand Heartbeats by Kiri Cass was the biggest surprise. I was I was ready for mediocrity. I was ready for it to kind of let me down. It's I said how good can this book be that is so big and the cover is this beautiful, like, the book is not going to be that good. And while it wasn't the level of the selection series, or in my opinion, the way that Kira Cass wrote The Siren, um, it definitely was not as big of a flop as the betrothed duology was. And I was very pleasantly surprised by the story it was very wholesome. It was pretty well-rounded for how I feel like the reading level, like I feel like a 14-year-old, like 13, 12-year-old, I feel like they could read this book and totally understand it and it be like age-appropriate for them. And I really enjoyed it. It was dual perspective it was this kind of Romeo and Juliet situation where the couple wasn't really supposed to be together, but they kind of kept ending up in the same spots at the same time. And I feel like the female main character, she was able to hold her own and stand up for herself and kind of, she was the prince, she's the princess of the kingdom. And I felt like that was really good. Like, she did a good job defending herself against the main male character who was kind of in charge of this, like, outlaw kind of bandit, kind of like, oh, we deserve the kingdom. We were here first. Like, we're the rightful rulers of this land, blah, blah, blah. And I, um, I really liked it. I felt like it had a good villain that, like, made sense. Like, the villain in the book he made sense, his storyline made sense, the reason why he wanted to destroy the monarchy was a valid, like, valid reasoning, valid, that was valid, but I do feel like, you know, it could have, if it had a little, for how big it was, it was very simple in my opinion, 
but it worked and i felt like if she wanted to drag it out into a series she could very well do that because of the amount of like openness that she left some of the plots like the main character's brother he had like this whole romance with like um the princess's lady in waiting and like i want to know more about that that is precious like i wanted to know about the prince and the lady in waiting but we didn't really get to see that because it was just a standalone and they weren't the main characters these like the princess and this ruffian thug guy was the main character so yeah but i was pleasantly surprised it was a very wholesome it was like just sweet and fun lighthearted, cute even though it's kind of a bigger book and yeah i really liked it okay the next one is favorite new author and i probably would have to say um carissa broadbent she has wrote written wrote written a few books (laughs) Um, fantasy books and I yeah I am like yeah that's she's gonna be like a instant buy reader like an instant read for me she is the author that wrote the serpent in the wings of night she's also written another series I can't remember what it's called on the top of my head daughter of no world I think it might be but I also kind of want to like crowns of something I think it's daughter of no worlds but i definitely am excited to keep reading her books i feel like you know everyone says that they're really good and i'm excited to see what becomes of carissa broadbent i feel like she is this up-and-coming very talented author and i am excited for what she comes out with in the future okay the next one is newest fictional crush I don't really, like, get that serious about, like, the quote-unquote, like, book boyfriends or whatever, but I don't know. I feel like Warren from Shatter Me, I have not read Ignite Me. Don't get mad at me. I haven't read it yet, so I don't really know the hype of Warren, but I know that um, he's significant, so I'm rooting for him, you know. I'm rooting for him for Juliet, not for him for me you know what I mean um yeah but I really enjoyed him and I'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna go and then the next one is a book that made me cry a book that made me cry this year um let me see because to be honest I haven't read that many books to make me cry yet nope nothing i'm just gonna say you know what a book that always makes me cry a court of mist and fury i've read it three times i've read it this year it counts in the year 2023 um yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna do that okay a book that made me happy literally all of them like um mile high by liz tom ford that made me happy that was just a cute read and i'm excited to read the rest of this series and i feel like they're just cute fun easy 
I really, really liked the main character. That's who I can say for my fictional crush. Blah. I don't like that saying. That makes me like embarrassed for some reason. Xanders. His name is Xanders. Xanders. Sh- I was gonna say Xanders Chicago, but that's what it says. But he plays for Chicago. He's a hockey player, and he plays for Chicago. Anyways, yeah. That's cute. I like that there's going to be two two more books in the series. The Right Move and then Caught Up. And Caught Up isn't out yet. That'll be out in October. The Right Move is out right now. And I'm planning to read that very soon because I really liked Mile High. And it made me happy. So there you go with that. Okay, this is the last one. What books do you need to read by the end of the year? Um, a lot, okay? Let's just say a lot, but more specifically, we need to finish the Shatter Me series because I've read the first two books and I need to read the rest of them. I really, really need to read Cleopatra and Frankenstein because that's been on my TBR for almost a year and it's been sitting on my shelf and I want to read it, but it makes me a little nervous I'm a little intimidated by it, but we're going to read it and we're going to like it because I know I'm going to like it. And then, to be honest, I don't, I don't really know. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at my books right now. It's nice having my pod set up in the living room so I can just turn around and look at my books instead of it being in my room. Um, okay, I need to read the last, or I guess the next book in the Daisy Hates Magnolia Parks series. I want to get that done. I really, really want to read the rest of the John Gwynn, The Shadow of the Gods series. I have the second one next to the first one that I read, and I really need to finish it. The series because I heard it's amazing. I'm just, you know, it's a big fantasy book and it makes me a little nervous. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, this is what we absolutely have to finish, and I need to be held accountable to all of this. Is the oh my gosh, I can't even see it from here. The um oh my gosh, what's it called? I don't know. The book I need to read though is the storm of chaos is that what it says i am blind i am oh my oh i remember the series name the mirror visitors series four books i've read a winter's promise the missing of claire de lune the memory of babel i need to read the last book yes it's the shadow of echoes is that what it says? I literally can't see any glasses. But yeah, that's what we absolutely have to absolutely finish. And you know what? I'm excited for it. It's kind of like a cozy fantasy. The stakes aren't that high. And I hope all of that audio sounded good to you because I was turned around and I have like this little thing on my mic that helps with like the like the puh sounds. Um... I don't know what it's called, but, like, if you go into a recording studio, it's a, like, mesh thing. Anyways, so 
I'll listen to that back and hopefully that was okay because I don't want to say all of that again. But that was the last question of the mid-year book freak out tag. I have read 37 books and my goal is 50. So I think we're doing pretty good on that. You know what? I set it to 50 just to see how many books I can get through this year because I knew that this was going to be a busy year. And I know from this time last year, I had already read 50 books. So we're going slower than we were last year for sure. And does that make me a little depressed? Yes. But, you know, your girl's mental health has been not so good lately. Um, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, been in a silly, goofy mood lately. But yeah, thank you all for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate it. And, you know, whoever listens, I'm glad you listen. I'm just glad to talk about my books because my husband is so tired of me talking about them. And my friends do not care. Oh, my friends, I'm making them read the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And I extended my friend Timmy's deadline to the end of June to finish the second book and I don't think he's gonna make it to BH I'll ask him later today but I don't think he's gonna make it and if he doesn't make it I get to spoil the entire series for him with the most amazing slideshow you've ever seen so we'll see what comes what comes first Timmy finishing the book or me making a slideshow we'll see But yeah, thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate you guys. And you can follow me on my social medias that I don't post on. Or you guys can just rate, like, save the podcast, share it with your friends. If you have friends that like to read, send them my way. Because book girlies... The, the bookworms need to stick together in this trying time. So hit me up and thanks for listening. Thank you for coming to my library. I will talk to you all on Sunday probably. Bye! Bye.